0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Funeral Bossing Podcast. Today's episode is going to be dedicated to covering something a little spooky to kind of get you guys ready for Halloween and what well, we're going to talk about today is paranormal activity uh, for from death care professionals. So if you are new to the profession and you haven't experienced anything yet, I would say sit tight because we guarantee at one point or another, you're going to encounter something. And if you've been doing this for a very long time, you may be able to have a story of your own. And make sure when we post this episode, if you want to share anything, comment below and let us know what exactly you experienced. I am joined today by two amazing ladies. Amanda is coming from uh, Canada. She's online with us today. And Natalie is all the way live from Colorado so ladies thank you so much for being on with me today I really appreciate you guys dedicating the time to get online with me thanks for having us so <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and share a couple stories on things that we have personally experienced um, and I think a couple of stories for people who couldn't be on with us today but wanted to also share their experience so just sit back and enjoy guys so Natalie tell us a little bit about what you encountered
1: while working in the funeral home okay so um, it was a weekend and I was on call and we got a few new calls over the weekend and we um, I was coming in to meet the families, and on Saturday, I was meeting with the family and, you know, just going over everything. And when we were done, I made sure to reset the room, push in all the chairs to the table um, because I knew I was meeting with someone the next day. And when I came in the next day, one of the chairs was in the middle of the room, completely way far from the table where I had left it, and I knew I had been the only one there since. Um, no one else had been there, and I just, since I was in the funeral home alone, I just kind of ignored it. I was like, oh, well, that just, we're just going to push that right back in, and I met <laughs> with the next family like nothing had happened. Um, and other than that, I've had, you know, a few doors slam, just seeing things out of the corner of your eye, stuff like that, so.
0: I remember you telling me uh, before we started today, there was an incident where you had, um... A wife who shared with you that her husband was afraid of the dark. What happened with that family?
1: I think that was Amanda's story.
0: Was it <laughs> yours, Amanda?
2: It was, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Here I am, <laughs> jumping the gun. Here, <laughs> so, so excited, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. So, Amanda, tell us a little bit about um, the experience you had, where you had a
2: family that you said where the husband was afraid of the dark. You bet. So I was working as a night attendant, so I had the opportunity to spend lots of time with people as they came for their viewings. And so I spent Friday evening with this lady and I had, through the the conversation, realized that we had known each other. So we, we ended up spending quite a few hours together and... Uh, as my nightly routine, after she left, I shut off all the lights and got everything ready for for bedtime in the funeral home. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, in the morning, I went upstairs and did what I normally did. And there were some strange things that had happened. So the next night, the next evening, she had come back for another viewing. So I spent Saturday evening with her, and we started talking about, you know, paranormal experiences if I believed in that kind of stuff. And she shared with me that she was open to that. And and so she asked me if I had experienced anything since her husband had been there. And so I said, well, it's kind of strange that you asked that because I mean, as I shut all the lights off last night, you know, when I came back up in the morning, the lamp was on in his visitation room and she was sitting next to me and she like slapped me on the leg and looked so surprised. And she was like, I was, <laughs> he was afraid of the dark. So wow. I would always leave the light the lamp on for him in the living room. And, uh, he must have turned it on after you shut the lights
1: off.
2: <laughs> oh and you know, what's interesting is I think that people
0: sometimes when something like that were to happen, you kind of stop to like double take and think like, wait a minute. And just like Natalie, like you've mentioned, you probably thought to yourself, did I just leave this this chair out but then you know better no no I definitely turned off the light I definitely pushed that chair in and it, it kind of makes you uh, second-guess yourself right but because we're trying to kind of think like no there's no way that could have happened but I mean the truth is things like this happen in a funeral home all the time I know yeah, where yeah. I, where I used to work it was a, a smaller funeral home and we always had this like really long, dark hallway that we would have to walk all the way down in order to get to the back office. And when you'd have to work a night service, for whatever reason, it was just extra scary. And, you know, I think a lot of the time you hear about paranormal things happening, you know, in the nighttime. And I wonder why. I don't know what the meaning is behind it. Maybe it's because not as many people are around. So maybe, you know, spirits feel a little more free to kind of roam about or just kind of be active. But, um, with us we used to get uh we had an embalmer and she would come at nighttime to embalm her cases because she was a mom during the day so she had that flexibility with us and i remember her being so spooked because she said anytime she'd arrive in the nighttime she'd be there for a couple hours from about 11 p.m to about 2 a.m she said that the doors in the hallway would slam open and closed open and closed where it got to the point where she had to start bringing her husband with her at night because she was so afraid. And we were kind of like, no, she's not experiencing that because we had these really heavy, um, old school wooden doors. And they were the kind that were kind of um, the very top. They had like a stopper that would the air that would catch it so it wouldn't slam. But one night she recorded it with her cell phone and she said, I wanted you to hear the audio so you can hear what I'm hearing from the prep room. And sure enough, you can hear the doors opening and slamming, opening and slamming. And it just kind of gave us like, whoa, kind of a a second thought to like, okay. It's
2: always a little bit scary when they manifest in like physical ways. Oh yeah. So this one time I, I had another experience where um we worked in the basement so we would spend our time in the basement and then the upstairs was the actual funeral home and the only time i've ever like experienced seeing something with my own eyes other than like, those shadows in the the distance or the <laughs> yeah. peripheral vision things but i had walked up the stairs and at the top of the stairs you would turn either left or right and to the left was a coat rack and i watched something so i got to the top of the stairs turned to my left and i watched something it looked like it took its finger from one side of the coat hangers and drag it all the way to the other. So (sighs) it was like all these wire hangers were like banging together. And I watched something do it. Like it wasn't just, I walked up and they were all banging, but I watched it. From one, like, drag its finger along the hangers.
0: Well, let me just say, the way you even set that up right now is already scary. <laughs> the idea of I went going straight back up there down. No. Yeah,
2: yeah, going, you know,
0: coming up from the scary basement. The basement. Like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> imagine that! And then to see that happen. Oh my gosh, that is so scary. So, I, I personally haven't had anything happen to me in front of me, but I've always had um, certain times where I would feel something. And I don't know if that's a, a way of you kind of experiencing paranormal activity, but I'll never forget this one time in particular. I It was just like a regular morning. I got in, I went to the back, and I'm unlocking, you know, everything that's under lock and key for us to go to the back and see who came in overnight. And I remember as soon as I opened that door, I just had this horrible feeling in my stomach. And I just remember feeling it being extra cold back there. And I just all of a all of a sudden just automatically felt scared, and so I thought to myself, I wonder if it's something attached to somebody that just came in last night, or if it's them, you know, and if they were a bad person, you know. I, I don't
2: know, but I'll never forget that feeling. It, it's yeah, that very... energy. You've got to wonder if there's there's something attached to people to certain bodies that come into us. That's it. That's it.
0: Energy. And I know Natalie
2: was talking about energy before, about like. Um, about different people having different
0: oh I believe that for sure I believe that for sure what about you Natalie you definitely think that you've had uh, encounters with other energy
1: yeah like I don't think there's just a spirit that hangs around our funeral home all the time I think it's people who (laughs) are currently in our care like you know on their spiritual journey and they (laughs) are still figuring it out I don't think that you know there's
2: like just stopping in to say hi yeah yeah, yeah
1: the same off.
0: ghost just hanging around <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: i know well, what's funny is um i know uh, earlier we kind of mentioned that the view of the the quick glances of seeing shadows walk by and that was an experience that i've heard a few times and um Somebody in particular, her name is Stacy. Um, she was from Iowa, she had reached out on Instagram and she shared, she said, one thing that always irks me is I catch myself with uh, the uh, getting glimpses of shadows walking by whenever I'm in the prep room, and she said, and I get so mad because I can never seem to turn fast enough to catch it <laughs> right there, in, you know, in spirit, staring at me, and uh, she said, but I always see people walking by and i know it i it's not my my mind playing tricks on me i can i know in the corner of my eye i can tell that someone's there just walking by whenever i'm doing i cosmetics. think you'd
2: you'd find it hard pressed to find someone that hasn't seen that
0: yeah yeah you're right like, i th-
2: i think so even if they don't believe, I think it's a necessity. <laughs> yeah.
0: And like how Natalie mentioned how it maybe it's it's them kind of making a quick pit stop right before they do their journey. I, I had seen um, on Netflix, there's a series called... Um, uh, Unsolved Mysteries and it's season two right now it's a kind of a remake of an older show but um, I remember seeing the episode about the tsunami that hit uh, Japan a couple years back and um, there was a priest on there that kind of mentioned something that I thought oh gosh I never even thought of that before but maybe this is true and he said you know how a family feels when they've lost somebody that it was a tragic accident or it was an unexpected loss you know how much pain is attached to that? Well, imagine how the deceased feels. You know, maybe they have the pain and maybe it's tragic for them and they don't know what, how to cross over right away. So sometimes people get stuck until they know that they need to go, you know, to the light or, you know, to wherever they're supposed to go.
2: But I thought, oh, I don't God. know if, if either of you have seen the show Dead Like Me. No, no, I haven't seen that. Amazing. You should invest some time and try okay. to watch it. But Dead Like Me? It's about Grim Reapers. they they remove the spirit from the body prior to a tragic death and it's interesting that you say that because in that transition period the people are so confused like what what just happened like what is going on and it's it's really good and i think you'd you'd enjoy it and
0: that is so interesting I, i think um another thing that was kind of funny is i got another message from somebody a girl named bridget out of tennessee and she works in the cemetery and she said you know she Always would happen to be the last one there at the end of the night. And they worked at, she works in a combo location. So they have a funeral home and a cemetery on the same grounds. So she said, somehow I'd always get myself stuck to being the last one there, and the last one to take a walk in that came in. But she said, um, what she constantly was seeing at the cemetery is people who'd be roaming through the mausoleums and in the beginning she thought oh gosh we got to get these people out because the gates lock at a certain time so she said the first couple times she would go drive her car down to the mausoleum to tell them sorry you gotta go and she said it would be nobody would be there when she'd get there and um, Then there'd be times where um, she had to go tell the the security guard, like, hey, just so you know, it looked like somebody was there. So finally, it got to the point where her and the security guard figured out there's nobody there. There's just some spirits walking around, you know, exploring the place. But she said it, it became that regular for them to see, you know, spirits walking around and you know, you just wonder, are they just making a pit stop or are they trying to find out where do I go next or what is hanging it around? around. Yeah. Hey, what, what we're hanging around trying to figure out what, where are we going to go next? So it's interesting. I think um, another really cool experience that I've seen uh, that somebody shared with me was um, a friend of mine, uh, Amy. She was saying that once she was in the prep room, she was embalming and she literally felt whoever it was pull her gown when she was embalming. Oh boy! Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, was... know. I don't know if I can handle, you know, somebody putting hands on me. There's a line. There's a line, and I don't know that. <laughs> <You crossed laughs> yeah.
1: I've, I've never had that, but one time um, I was in the prep room just like finishing up something. We had like three people in there, and... I came out and was talking to one of my coworkers in the office and like it had not even been like a minute or so since i had just been in the prep room our power went out in our built in our whole building and I was like oh man I'm so happy I was not in the prep room because it doesn't have any windows it's like super hard to get out I was like oh I'm so happy I was not in there I like you know it's it's different when you can see them and you're like yeah they're they're dead they're not doing anything but when you get those lights out, you're like, oh, I don't know. Walking <laughs> a in the dark sometimes, it's like, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Exactly. I don't know if I like this, where's the lights going? Like?
0: Yeah. I don't know, I don't know who, who had mentioned it earlier, but there, um, one of you had told me about an experience where, uh, you know, the, the whatever whoever was there, whatever paranormal activity was going on, they were playing kind of tricks on the staff
2: where they were only
0: putting on a few lights compared to, yeah. Yeah. was that you, Veda.
2: Yeah, I, I had to shut the lights off again that evening come up in the morning and every alternating light switch in a panel of like 10 switches was on. So like there's no reason why I would have ever done that that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't so it no. can you start to question your sanity sometimes like is it me? Did I forget to do this or yeah. but you know like your routine is the same and it's it's impossible.
0: Oh, well, I know um we had somebody that wanted to be on with us today uh from New York but she couldn't make it but she even shared she said, "You know, I I was able to catch paranormal activity uh, with my phone. She caught it, she got pictures, and I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, I, I know I have felt things, I know I have seen certain things happen, but I don't know if I'd want to catch it on video or <laughs> on the on lasting photograph to always have in mind, you know? It's- we
2: actually had a video camera that pointed to our front door just for my boss, who's a little bit hard of hearing, so he was able to see when people would walk in. And I got a video about a year ago that's, it's dark in the funeral home. And we got back from a, a prayer service. And I was sitting at the computer and I started watching all of these orbs, like just orbs and orbs and orbs just flying around in this video camera. So I showed it to my boss, who's very much a skeptic. And he was like, oh, it's just lights outside. <laughs> I said, that's not, it's not, it's cannot be light. It's just, it's really, really neat oh yeah and uh we had a a guy named jacob
0: had reached out to me from new mexico and he had told me he said you know um There was a family that had asked me to record for them at the very back of the chapel you know during the visitation and he goes you know if it's really up to the family if they want recording it's going to be up to them because but i remember for whatever reason the family was going to all gather together by the casket and say their final goodbyes and they wanted that moment recorded so he's there at the back he's recording for them and then uh, you know the video's over so as I replayed it they were watching orbs go in and out of the casket in and out of the casket and I've seen I've seen certain shows like um, Ghost Adventures where you see the orbs but I mean I wonder what that's that's gonna that's signifying you know what does it mean with the orbs Is that the ghost of the person is it Uh, somebody coming and going, like what does it mean? But they were able to capture that and they really believed that it had something to do with their loved one that was in that casket.
2: It's it's amazing the comfort that that stuff brings to certain people too. Like I had a family that was in a couple of years ago and she's very open. Um, We talked a lot about, you know, paranormal and spirits and things like that and transitioning, her husband transitioning. And I've worked at this funeral home on and off for, 11 years and this particular family they came in made arrangements and during the whole two hours that they were with me the lights in the arrangement room flickered you know here and there it wasn't like a persistent thing through the whole process but it would do it you know every 10 minutes or so just flicker for a little bit and my boss's son is an electrician so I called him and said hey you have to come look at this like this is a problem we can't have this going on and so he came and he said there's nothing wrong like it's and it's never done it again ever it's never done it before that it never has happened ever again and she still talks about it if i see her at services she still says do you remember that time that this happened and I said, yeah i can't forget i forget, have, it. Can I
0: forget? <laughs> Yeah. oh my gosh i know and like, I can, ha- that,
2: it happens a lot like there was another family that had a viewing and just the way that the sun was hitting in our stained glass windows it projected a rose above their dad's head and it was a strange like i've never seen it in all the years that i've worked there but they took so much comfort in that saying like oh that's our mom like that's her way of saying that he's he's safe and i you know who am i to say that that's not accurate like if it brings you comfort or if it was her then that's pretty cool
0: wow isn't that have you guys ever heard like have had you ever heard a voice or anything say anything to you while in the funeral home
1: Thank goodness, no, no, (laughs) No. yeah, (laughs) that might be my last day. I (laughs) I am out of here. That's. I think that's up there with the the moment that they grab your gown, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That makes me think. I hadn't even thought about this before, but my my aunt works at a funeral home, also, and and um one of them was closing and so her and my mom went to just like look at some of the furniture and get it and my mom ended up taking like you know one of those fake trees and then she took some of the older bibles some of the really cool old bound bibles and after that she said that she we kind of already have like a ghost that hangs around our house but after she took those home she was like the books move all the time because she has them like in a stack um on our entertainment center and she was like they move all the time like they're in totally different positions than i left them like all of that stuff so Yeah, I gave you and she was like, I should give them back, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I really, I'm really, I'm a strong believer that something could be attached to like a physical item because um, I had an instance once where it was um, an older woman who had passed away, and I remember her family bringing in. You know, you guys get it all the time where families bring in like jewelry or little keepsakes or little things they want to put in little trinkets that when they want to put in the casket, right? But this family had brought in like an overwhelming amount of little angel statues. And I remember thinking, gosh, this is a lot. I, I don't even wanna exaggerate, but there was literally over 50 of them. And I just remember having to set them up and you guys know when it's the day of the service, you're in there making sure everything looks perfect to a team for the family before they get there. So I remember setting up the angels, putting them all around her. And then I came around to do one more sweep and all the angels were facing down. And I thought, okay, this is where. So I just remember thinking, did I did I put them too much toward, you know, like the, the fold of the casket where they flipped over? So I went back over there, kind of rearranged them again and put them a little closer to her side so that they wouldn't fall over. And I remember family about to get in and I just remember walking up to light the candles and I look and the angels were face down again.
2: No way. <laughs>
0: I thought, <laughs> why are these little angels doing this? But I, I thought there has to be something attached to these because then at that point I just did not have a good feeling in my stomach and you know they say always trust your gut (laughs) so I I definitely feel that there was something going on there and uh, I don't know if it was a lady or if it was whatever was attached to one of those figurines or maybe more than one but I I feel like it it could be something paranormal kind of it's interesting
2: like I saw medium in regards to a personal thing that I wanted to, to talk about and when she started talking she kept like introducing these people and i was like who is that like what is that and she's like they just keep saying thank you like what does this mean and i was like she, i was like well i'm a funeral director so she's like oh well you should have told me that to start with because like now that you've served that want to step forward and say thank you and i was like oh, okay. oh, i really about like oh. that it's really interesting you break my heart oh. <laughs> i know right you know, and she like the first guy she described, she was like, he's wearing this and he looks like this. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I know who that is. Like I can actually pinpoint who that is.
0: You know, what's interesting is I think that's something that a lot of us don't even really um, think about. You know, how many people if in a way are kind of attached to us or have we've impacted even in death, right? Because I think all of us know when we're caring for a decedent, I think we're always very respectful. Right, or at least you should be, and um, I think one of the most peaceful places in the whole funeral home is always the prep room, you know. That's I would 100% place. agree
2: with that, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's the place where no matter what's going on in the front, there's people coming in and out, you know, making payment, dropping off clothes, a service is going on, staff is running from the back of the funeral home to the front, refilling holy cards or putting the book out, whatever's going on. When you're in the prep room, if there's just some kind of peace to it. And whether you're embalming or you're doing cosmetics and I really believe that people may be in there watching exactly what we're doing and maybe feel some appreciation of how respectful we are to them, right? So always watch yourself guys. You better be extra careful when you're dealing with gonna
2: <laughs> okay. be tugging on your gown.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think oh, of, occurring. I'm trying to think of, I think I've seen like a funny meme on one of the pages and it was something having to do with the deceiting and I thought, I thinking to myself, oh yeah, well I bet you the decedent, if they could punch back they would or something like that <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, Imagine how many of them we've, we've upset it like, don't put my hair like this, I don't want my family to put, put my hair this way just because they brought the picture in. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many
2: different instances, I think. Um, I think there's, just, it's so interesting too, like, My daughter, she was um, probably about eight at the time. And she came into my room and she said, why is dad sitting on my chair like she was sleeping? And I said, your dad is right here. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, there is a man sitting on my chair in my room in Batman pajamas. And I like, I can't get him out. And I was like, okay, this is a problem. Come into bed with me. And then she said, like, she woke up a, a little bit later and she said, he's standing at the end of the bed. And so I was, like, really careful after that, just making sure that I was leaving work at work yeah. and telling spirits if they were attaching, like, you can't do that. Like, you can't come home with me. Wow. And I mean, I, you wonder sometimes if that happens, like, if they don't, like you said, attaching to books or, you know, things, people, that kind of stuff, right?
0: So yeah. just on Friday, um, we had a, a- a little fundraiser right for for the funeral bus foundation and we did a pumpkin carving painting night right so one of the girls on the zoom call shared that one of those exact same stories where she said she goes i would never forget this day but i really think i brought something home with me that night she said i remember working a really late shift and i was embalming she goes and then when you get to my apartment you have to go up a flight of stairs and it's only a quick left to our my apartment door, so she goes. I remember hearing shoes like coming up the stairs. She goes, and I thought it was my spouse, and I thought, oh, that's weird, you know. My spouse is off early. She goes, but I remember seeing the door handle start to, to turn. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> so she said she ran, right. ran to the door to open it, you know, for her spouse, and there was nobody there. Yeah. And she said, I am a hundred percent confident that whoever it was, it was somebody that I brought home with me from work. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, and, and I, you know, Amanda, like you mentioned, it's a good thing to try to maybe kind of force a disconnect, so to say, when you're leaving work, if you have to even do an affirmation like, OK, you know, I'm leaving. You can't. You got to stay here.
2: <laughs> don't bring your work home with you. Like Literally. <laughs> literally. Don't, literally don't. don't bring your work home with you. <laughs>
0: I think this is one of the professions we should really say like don't bring it home with you, <laughs> unless you live there. Then that's kind of hard. <laughs> if you this live in the, the funeral, funeral
2: home. Yeah. This is true. Oh it was God. funny. My my old boss, uh, big skeptic, older man, like been in the industry for a number of years. This, yeah. this is the same funeral home that I worked at that I was told you about before. Yeah. And he used to tell me like, oh yeah, there's footprints, like footsteps, I guess, sounds coming down the stairs all the time. And I was like. At the time, I was, like, not a believer of anything, and I thought it was really interesting for him to have said that. Like, you got to wonder these older men in the industry, especially men, that, like, don't believe in any of this stuff. (laughs) Some of the things they've seen and heard and felt, like, they probably have some crazy stories. Oh, that is so funny. You
0: know, I I think all of us have heard that saying, um, the ones to be afraid of are the living, right? And I I remember made like a funny meme about it just for people to repost because how much of a headache and craziness that they cause us, but um, I really, I really think that a lot of the time I don't know if all spirits are, are are bad, you know, maybe like you mentioned, Natalie, they're just trying to transition or um, try to figure out things themselves right or a quick pit stop but I definitely think it's true I'm 100% confident that there is something out there paranormal activity is real and I don't want to say it's something to be afraid of but I would be careful, you know. I, I've I've always been one to be kind of afraid of that idea, even like of the Ouija board and stuff. I know. Yeah. I, I will get scared of the idea because I, with my luck, I already know it's the bad spirit that's out there would come find me.
1: Attach <laughs> itself right to you. Right to me. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys ever done the Ouija board? Oh no. no, no, no way. No, no, no. I, I won't even. That like movie that came out about it, I won't watch it. (laughs) I I (laughs) could bring
2: something home with me from work. I don't need to be like actually asking it to come. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I could make my own version of a Ouija
0: board <laughs> <laughs> and sell it on Amazon. I'm just kidding. You just pop in my backpack and come home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, if anybody has ever had any um, experience with the Ouija board, uh, do you ever regret it? Yes or no? Let us know. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, again, guys, if you guys are listening and you have had paranormal activity, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Is it something you're afraid of? Is it something you're not afraid of? Uh, do you believe that there should be a way that we kind of. You know, do the affirmation of don't come home with me, try to cut it off to not bring it home with you. And hopefully none, of, no one's ever been too effective where it's, you know, kind of done emotional hurt to you. Um, I think one thing to try to always remember is we're in a profession that most people can't do, right? So you're already a special person doing this every single day. So you are probably tougher than nails compared to so many people. <laughs> so. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. I'm so happy to have had this time to connect with you guys. And I appreciate you uh, sharing your experiences. And I'm very confident that you'll have much more to come.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was a a lot of fun. Thanks for having us.
0: (laughs) thank yeah, you thank guys you. Well, don't work too hard i know both of you are on the go so i appreciate you guys uh, squeezing yep, us I, I today
1: <laughs> i still gotta leave work so ah, you're
0: still you're still at work look yeah. at you <laughs> yeah. well thanks yeah. again and everybody listening we hope you enjoyed this episode we hope you have a wonderful um, halloween coming up i know most of you will probably work but find some time to enjoy your day and uh, listen next week for a new episode of funeral bossing podcast